Are you a writer or coach? Do you dream of building a successful online business? Are you tired of hearing the gurus tell you that you need a big launch or a complicated funnel software? Whether you're struggling with self-doubt, imposter syndrome, or just feeling overwhelmed by too many choices, I can help. Hi, I'm Jonathan Milligan, author of Your Message Matters, and I recently put together a free on-demand video training called How to Build an Online Business as a Writer or Coach the Low-Tech Way. Inside, you'll discover the low-tech system that 30 x my online business. Just go to freetrainingvideo.net to get started. Again, that's freetrainingvideo.net. Hello and welcome to the Blogging Your Passion podcast, where we're on a mission to help a thousand bloggers go full-time in the next five years. I'm your host, Jonathan Milligan, and today I'm going to share with you my outsourcing checklist. Outsourcing is a big deal. If you want to run an online business, if you want to build a personal brand, you can't do it all yourself. And so today, I'm going to walk you through kind of my six steps that I use, especially when it comes to hiring freelancers on Upwork and help you build your dream team. Now, a few years ago, I heard a quote that kind of stopped me in my tracks. And this was the quote, you are the biggest bottleneck in your business. Now, when I first heard those words, I was taken back. Wait a minute. I'm the founder. I want this online business thing to succeed more than anyone else. But the more I thought about it, the more it was true. Everything I was doing had to be funneled through me. And if I couldn't get to it, it stopped in its tracks. It was stopped. It was stalled out. Now, whether you run an online business or the small business down the street, there comes a point in time when you, as the owner, the founder, become the bottleneck to everything. And in order for you to grow to the next level, you got to change your thinking. Now, specifically, there's three uh, ways that you need to begin changing your thinking. One is to let go of the tight grip that you have on everything. That's going to be required. Number two is to be okay with things not being done exactly how you would do them because that's going to happen. And number three, you've got to grow your own leadership skills as you lead others. I heard someone else describe it as each level new devil. And each level that you reach in your business, uh, there's a new uh, devil to tackle. There are new skills to develop. And what got you here is not always what is going to get you to that next level. So if you're just getting uh, started with this idea of outsourcing, or maybe you've been doing it for a little while and you're looking for more tips, then I want to offer you a simple six-step blueprint today. By the way, if you want the actual step-by-step PDF checklist that I use for hiring someone on Upwork, it includes, it breaks down for you, sample job descriptions, uh, how I filter out applicants, and what I do to actually uh, decide to hire someone. You can actually get this outsourcing checklist by going to bloggingyourpassion.com slash 136. That's for the number of uh, the episode episode number 136. So again, it's bloggingyourpassion.com slash 136. So let's jump into how to hire on Upwork and build your dream team. 
Now, a great place to start, uh, I think, your outsourcing journey is Upwork.com. There are a lot of different tools today, way more than there used to be. That's the good news. But it is a, a good place to start. Not only do they have one of the largest databases of available freelancers, but they also have some awesome built-in tools that make this process easier. Uh, in fact, a few of my favorite features include they do time tracking of freelancers. In fact, they will even take random uh, screenshots while they're working so you can see whether they're goofing off or if they're actually working. Uh, every uh, Monday, uh, I pay out to my freelancers. So this is helpful for me to see week by week uh, my budgeting. Uh, I have some freelancers that are on hourly and some that are more on the project kind of pay rate. Uh, it makes sense for uh, if I have people who are working customer service for me, for my members that are part of the membership side or different online courses that she should pay or he should be paid hourly. But uh, an example of a project pay rate would be like uh, podcasting. When I get done with this podcast, I'm going to upload it to a Google Drive folder and a freelancer is going to take it and clean up the audio, add in the music and so on. And he gets paid more by the project. Uh, also, there's inside of Upwork, there's this really handy built-in messaging tool that makes it easy to communicate with your team, uh, especially if you have some people obviously that are you're hiring through Upwork. They're already logged in there, servicing their clients. It's a great way to keep in touch with them. So let's start this six-step blueprint and follow these six steps. Step one, create your workflows first. Now, confession time. Back in 2011, I hired my first virtual assistant, and it was a disaster. Now, afterwards, I was analyzing what happened, and what I realized is it wasn't her fault as much as it was my fault. In fact, here's some of the mistakes I made. First, I tried to hire a superstar to do everything, and that just wasn't fair. Number two, I expected them to kind of catch what I was teaching them with no kind of written instructions, no step-by-step uh, -step, uh, details to follow. And so there was a lot of things that got, got skipped over and missed out and not caught. And I also expect them to do things exactly like me, which was just not realistic uh, because they're different, different personalities, different skill sets, and so on. So a few months later, I regrouped and I decided I was going to try this outsourcing thing again. Now, this time, I started by documenting my work first. So I took a look at all the recurring tasks in my business and I wrote out detailed instructions. Now, personally, for our company, we use sweetprocess.com to host all of our workflows. And in fact, when you hire someone, you can give them access to just the handful of checklists that you want them to actually do for you. It's a great system. Uh, it does cost monthly, but if you're just getting started, you can also use just use Google Docs or Evernote to document your checklist. That's really step one is it, it does feel like a little bit of work in the beginning. And in fact, it is. But as you begin to, to document what you do in your business, you can see ways to improve it and it makes it easier to delegate. All right. Step two, sketch out your dream 
org chart. Now, I hope to be doing a podcast sometime in the future where I, I share more details about how I created my org chart so I could figure out what were the key areas that I needed to delegate and what were the key areas that I needed to work in. But uh, documenting all of your workflows at first definitely seems like a lot of extra work. But what it's doing is it's actually setting up that foundation for you to take a massive leap forward. So after you're doing this documenting process for 60, 90 days, you're going to be able to begin grouping these workflows into potential positions. For example, you may see that there are a number of checklists that are related to social media. Maybe you've got four or five different checklists. So you compile those together and now you can move on to the next steps that I'm going to be going through to actually hire someone and they'll know exactly what to do for you. But before that, as I began to group these different workflows together, I began seeing obvious positions that I could hire in the future. And this led me to actually create a spreadsheet and begin kind of envisioning what a dream team would look like for me. Now, at first, my name was attached to each role on the org chart uh, because that's where we're starting from. And in fact, if you do this process, it'll convince you that you are the biggest bottleneck in your business because you cannot possibly effectively do all these different roles in your business and continue to make forward progress. But my plan was I was going to slowly change that over time. And as I delegated more to others, it was going to free me up to grow the business and do the things that I felt the most gifted in. So that's step two to sketch out your dream org chart. Step three is we're going to post our job specifics. So now it's time to go into Upwork. And by the way, if you want my exact step-by-step and see a sample job posting, go grab again that checklist that I've created for you. And this checklist you can get at bloggingyourpassion.com slash 136, 136. So now the good news is that posting a job on Upwork's free. And oftentimes, within an hour, you're going to begin receiving applications from qualified freelancers that are ready to go to work for you. Now, there's a seven-step checklist, and this will make more sense if you go grab the PDF because you'll see a sample and how it's broken down. But there's a simple seven-step checklist that we use to create awesome job descriptions to get responses. All right, number one, attractive headline. So you want to have a a really descriptive, direct, intriguing headline to get people to click on it and inquire more. That's so important because they're seeing lots of different job openings and you want to stand out. Two, a summary. So give a sentence or two that explains the job responsibilities. Three, example tasks. Remember, we've got those checklists. We can share the specific tasks that they're going to be performing for us. Four, List out the ideal candidate. You know, what uh, software or skills are you requiring for this? Uh, Number five, preferred experience. This is where I like to kind of list other programs or softwares that we use to run our business that would be nice for them to have, but not required. Number six is personal characteristics. So what qualities should this candidate possess for this role? Do you need them to be very organized, friendly, positive, and have an attention to detail? You need to list it there. And then number seven, time required. 
Be clear about how many hours that you're going to expect per week and what the working conditions are like. If they're flexible, you know, list that. So those are the seven kind of uh, areas that we put into our job description. And again, if this is a lot to try to, to take in over audio, go grab that PDF and you'll have a sample job description that you can use to create your own. Now, step four is to narrow down your candidate list. So within an hour of posting, you should begin to receive these candidate proposals. And it's not uncommon to receive proposals from a wide variety of countries and even pay level. Now, typically, I like to give it about 24 to 48 hours before I start narrowing down the candidates to a short list. Now, on Upwork, there are a lot of different ways that you can actually filter the candidates that have applied and and kind of get a a feel for uh, which ones you like the best. But there are two primary ways I filter down the applications. Number one, I filter by job success percentage. So obviously, we want to find people who have a good reputation, right? I mean, they've worked for other people on Upwork and they've been reviewed highly. So you can actually filter uh, Upwork's applications by saying only show people with a 90% success rate and above. And that helps me to filter out uh, proven people who have a background. That doesn't mean you can't take a chance on somebody who doesn't. I mean, that's your prerogative. But I like to go ahead and set it to people who have already uh, received a super high Uh, review rating on Upwork by other clients. Make sense? And then number two, I also like to filter by money earned. Now, this doesn't mean that, and and one of the things that Upwork does is it'll show you uh, a general revenue of how much that freelancer has actually earned on Upwork. And that does not mean that, you know, somebody who's earned more is better than somebody who's earned less. That's not the point. The point is, I like to filter it by people who've actually made money on Upwork because this means they're active. They're logging in daily. They're doing their work. They depend heavily on Upwork, and they're not just kind of kicking the tires and testing out the system. Uh, I want someone who's going to be responsive, very responsive when I send messages to them, and people who are earning money and have a good reputation score are the ideal candidates in my mind, all right? So step five, now that you've narrowed it down, whenever you're starting to maybe hire someone new, step five is to start with a trial job. Now, this is kind of a let's crawl before we walk and walk before we run. Now, note, do not take advantage of people with trial tasks. You know, let them know up front that you're going to pay for whatever work they do Uh, even if you decide not to move forward. So if I get down to, you know, maybe two or three candidates, I'll ask them, hey, is this something that uh, you would be willing to do a trial task and we can set it up so that you can get paid? Um, So that is one option that I like to walk through. And this helps me to get a better idea of how this candidate's going to work. All right, so that's optional, but that's a step that I like to do whenever possible. And then finally, step six is to integrate the freelancer into your team. Now, once a candidate has proven to be a good fit, take the time to fully integrate them into your team. 
So here's a few ideas for you. Uh, first, put them through an orientation course. So if you're someone who creates online courses and maybe you already have Kajabi or Teachable or you've got uh, some type of a setup where you have online courses, then why not put together a couple videos that uh, tell people about your company and what it's all about? I have a simple five video course that I walk through new team members and I have a video on our mission, one on our core values, one on our tools, and even one on kind of our team structure. And so this is a great little kind of orientation course. It's nothing lengthy or long to go through. The videos are five to 10 minutes a piece, but it helps to orient them to your business and make them feel like they're truly a part of the team. Number two, create a communication structure. Now, we like to use Slack. Slack is available uh, on your iPhone or a smartphone. It's available on the computer, and you also can download the software onto your computer. It's just a great way to communicate. But there also, of course, is the built-in messaging feature on Upwork, too. And then number three, add them to your project management tool. We have all of our team members on Asana. And this gives us a central place to assign projects and tasks so that uh, we all are in one place. So those, again, are the, the six steps. You know, step one was to create your workflows first. So important. Step two, sketch out your dream org chart. Step three, post your job specifics. Four, narrow your candidates list. Five, start with a trial job. And six, integrate the freelancer into your team. Now, if you follow the steps that we've outlined here, you can begin to build that dream team one position at a time. Remember, slow and steady wins the race. And the more you begin to delegate, the less of a bottleneck you become in your business. Remember, I've got this entire thing broken down into a PDF checklist with screenshots inside Upwork, sample job descriptions, and more. And you can go grab that checklist by going to bloggingyourpassion.com slash 136. All right, that's it for this episode of the Blogging Your Passion podcast. Thank you for being here, for listening, for participating. Thank you to all of you who have taken time to review us and rate us over on iTunes. And if you have not yet, we would love to get some feedback from you. That way more people can find out about the podcast. All right, that's it. Until next time, go out there, share your passion, build that audience, and make a difference in the world. Music